Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, we chat with Christine, the founder of Bryant Creative Company. Christine has a nice freelance business so far where she works on graphic design and branding for her clients. But over time, Christine has also begun to offer additional services such as web design, which frankly, she doesn't enjoy as much and she's not as good at. That brings up a whole lot of questions on this call together with guest coach Matt Olpinski, such as, should I outsource jobs that aren't a fit or should I decline them altogether? If you're not sure whether to expand your service offering or to double down on what you do best, then this episode is for you. We'll get started right after this quick break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hello and welcome to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm joined today by a special guest coach, my friend Matt Olpinski from Matt's Design Co. Hey Matt, welcome to the show. Hey Preston, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited you're here. We'll, we'll learn a little bit more about Matt's business coming up, but I uh, also want to welcome our friend Christine, who's calling in today for her coaching call. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Tell me again where you're calling in from. From Santa Monica, California. Santa Monica, yeah. We were just talking about before we hit record here. It's nice and snowy where I'm at, but nice and sunny where you're at. So I'm pretty yes. jealous. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of the weather, you may be wondering why Clay's not joining us today. You know, typically Clay is the other co-host, and uh, unfortunately, Clay he lives in Texas right now, and unfortunately, there's been some bad weather, and uh, and. 
some power outages and things that have made it hard for him to connect. So we're excited to have Matt here today, but we wish Clay the best. Hopefully uh, things recover well and quickly over there for him. Let's, uh, let's start off, Matt. Why don't you, why don't you give the listeners and, and Christine a little bit of an idea of who you are and maybe um, you know, some credibility here so that people will stay tuned for the next 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, tell us you know, what, what you're doing, what you're working on, a little bit about your business and who you are. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So my background is in you know web design and development. That's what I went to college for um, and kind of what I've been doing ever since. And I started freelancing while I was in college. Um, so probably about 11 years ago now. And really did that through college and through my you know full-time job that I got right, out, right after college. And then in 2015, I transitioned to just full-time freelance and I've been doing that ever since. And then a little more recently transitioned into my own company, Matthews Design Co., I'm still offering web design and development to you know a variety of of clients. I've worked with really big clients and kind of smaller local companies and mom and pop shops and sort of everything in between. Just really doing website development and product design and product development for like you know digital web apps and 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 mobile apps and things like that and marketing websites. And and I more a little even more recently than that transitioned my blog or my website my personal website into more of a blog to help freelancers out. And I've sort of been. Kind of getting more into into that and, and just trying to help freelancers out whenever I can, which has also sort of led me to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely, perfect. And and thank you so much for for being here and filling in last minute for us, Christina. As you can see, Matt has a, a ton of uh, experience and wisdom to draw on as we chat today. You know, I'm always chatting privately with Matt, and he's always just telling me about these really impressive accomplishments in his own freelance business. And now as he as he grows more of an agency model, so. He's going to have a lot to add. Christine, let's learn about your business. Can you tell us what you're currently working on, what kind of work you do, what your business looks like right now? I specialize in graphic and web design for real estate and finance finance professionals. So I offer like web design, brand design, marketing materials, um, different things like that. Awesome. And, I, and how I, long have you been how long have you been at it? Um I niched myself with this back probably it's been about um since 2015. Okay, um, nice. I've been freelancing for a long time, not just with graphic design but with art in general. So it's, it's been a part of my life forever. So my oh, business has nice. changed and evolved a lot, but I've been more full-time graphic design probably like 2010. Oh wow. So yeah. so for quite a while then you've been you've met this freelancing thing and Doing a doing a mix of of different things for yes. for all different clients, and then you decided to really niche down in, around 2015. Then yes, and once I did, everything changed. It definitely um, grew from there. Once I niched it, for sure. Really, that's I, I hear that. You know, I hear that from a lot of people. Obviously, there's it's a very um, divided subject. Some people, you know, say you have to niche down really early. Other people say that can cut you off at the knees. I guess what what changed for you when when you did niche down. You know what? Uh, what did you see in your business? Um, more clients. I mean, more revenue. Definitely. Um, I, I became less scattered. Um, I mm. felt more focused, and things just started to improve. And and I also raised my rates, and and it, that definitely helped. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. I found it interesting that just you know, getting past that hurdle of raising the rates, it actually attracted more ideal clients. 
I love that. Matt, have yeah. you seen that with freelancers you've worked with as well, or maybe in your own business where niching down ends up being a positive thing? I think 90% of the people I talk to, it's like, yes, niching down was, or niching down, however you want to say it, was was one of the best decisions I could have made. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, the same thing has been true for my career. So yeah, I'd agree with that. I think becoming more focused on what you offer and the clients that you work with is, is definitely a good thing. I know when I did that in my own business, it was certainly helpful, not only just for my own business to kind of keep things, you know, simplified and organized, but also from, you know, to, to target a more specific type of client. I think when you do that, I certainly didn't do that very early on. And I think things worked out pretty well for me. So I, I you know, there, there may be some debate on when exactly is the right time to do that. And it may be different for everyone. Mm, um, but yeah. I definitely think that I definitely think that doing it and being mindful of, uh, you know, of when you should be doing it is, uh, is a good thing. Awesome. Well, Christine, so tell us where your business is at then today. So you've niched down, you serve particularly this this one specific audience. You're doing almost exclusively graphic design or 100% exclusively? Like what, what kind of work do you do on a day-to-day basis right now? Um, anywhere from brand design, marketing materials, web design um, for individual agents or for firms, email design marketing, you know, um, mm, like yeah. MailChimp okay. newsletters, whatnot presentations so yeah. you know um like pitch decks and things like that infographics ah, <laughs> lots of different so stuff. yeah wow lots of different things yeah okay awesome and is it is it just you right now then yes uh, just working on your own you don't subcontract or anything like no, that no no okay. that's that's why i'm here I'm, I'm ready to expand and i just need help yeah um figuring out how to get there well, I love it. I, I think, you know, I definitely have a ton of experience in in expanding in terms of hiring people, working with other people and building passive income. I know you mentioned that when we were off the air. Matt has some experience in both of those as well. So let's let's dive in a little bit. You know, listeners of the show are familiar with this freelancer to founder scale that we send to every guest who comes on the show, which by the way, if you want to join us, like Christine is joining us today, you can have your own free coaching call with a couple of us, <laughs> depending on how the weather is in Texas, I suppose. But you can have your own coaching call and it's completely free. We'll have you on. We'll walk you through any hurdles that you're facing in your business, anything keeping you from being able to scale your freelance business. You just have to visit our website at freelance2founder.com and there's a little yellow microphone icon. You can click that and it'll uh, it'll walk you through the process to find a time on our calendar, fill out a questionnaire. But on this questionnaire, we have lots of questions about your business, but one is, where is your business currently at on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being a freelancer, 10 being a founder. And where do you want to be in 6 to 12 months? Christine, you said now you're, you're probably at a 3. I would agree with that. You know, you've, yeah. you've been freelancing quite a while, uh, but you don't necessarily have a team or, or a lot of um, you know, company processes maybe that, that you can share with other people. So yeah, a 3, you know, a nice, established, solid freelancer. You did put that in the next 6 to 12 months, you want to be a 7. What, what would a 7 look like to you? Like if you could kind of paint the ideal picture in 6 or 12 months, what does your business look like? What's different in your business then versus now? Um, I guess more systems in place, a clear vision of where I'm taking it, mm. delegating more, and possibly, again, more passive income. I've been contemplating that for a long time, whether to do go that way um, exclusively or ha- do both passive, like, you know, design templates, my own shop kind of thing. Yeah. And just to select clients, maybe raise, you know, here I am again, needing to raise my rates and step higher. So. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I raise think the bar. It, <laughs> it <laughs> you know? sounds like you're. It's yeah, time. it sounds like you're definitely at a crossroads. Yes. You know, you've been doing it long enough. You have a, a decent enough client base or history of clients, but now it's like, okay, what's what's the next step? How do I go from actually being a freelancer to being a, a founder, an entrepreneur, someone who runs a business instead of kind of working in your business? Yes, exactly. Grinding away every day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess so. So if that's that's the ideal picture in six to twelve months, what's uh, what's standing in your way? What are some hurdles that Matt and I can help you? Um, I'm juggling a lot. Like I, like I mentioned in your questionnaire, there's a lot of other factors that have changed in the last year for everyone, really. With yeah. The pandemic. My husband's out of work. We're homeschooling two boys. It's just a lot. So I need to get really clear and, and more focused, um, more, like I said, more systems in place. Um, I like to double or triple my income. So how do I get there? Yeah. And so, and so figuring out, uh, you know, what processes can get you to higher revenue in a yeah. short amount of time is really the hurdle. Right. Yeah. Matt, what's your what's your initial gut reaction here from what Christine's telling us? You know, what is there something are there maybe quick fixes from what you've heard so far that she could do to start building up some systems that could increase her revenue in the next six to twelve months? You know, I, I think I think we probably have to dive just a little bit deeper, but my, my initial my initial quick reaction is that it sounds like you are in a similar place that I was not all that long ago with just offering or being willing to do lots of different types of work. And I'd be curious to know if you're doing the email templates and the smaller marketing projects and then the bigger website projects all individually for clients or if it's just like maybe one client needs all of those things because it seems like you could sort of streamline the types of things that you're willing to work on for people and maybe kind of get rid of some of those smaller things or maybe only do them in the context of a larger project, which is sort of what I had to do. And that really helped simplify a lot of things because I wasn't I was never working on for one client who just needed something small, I was always working on. You know, I sort of started to focus on the the bigger, more well-rounded projects. So, I think that you know, I, I I can give a little more advice. I don't want to be too prescriptive too soon, but but that's sort of that's sort of what I'm um I'm thinking initially. Yeah, I think that I think that resonates uh, for me as well. You know, it's like, well. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to dive in too soon, Christine. I don't know. Is what Matt's saying resonate with with where your business is sitting? Yes, there's definitely things that I need to let go of. I've been considering um, maybe not doing websites anymore. Yeah, possibly just designing it and then having mm. someone build it mm-hmm. because it it, ta- it just takes too much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been contemplating. Do I do I niche even more? As far sure. as okay, I only do this type of uh, marketing materials. Yeah, you know, and then and then have the store on the side, so that I could see that being a little less uh, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you could you could potentially you could niche down even further and say, you know, I only do yes, social media design or something for and 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 niche not only the audience but also the product. Or you mm-hmm. could just continue with the current audience that you have and you could start to subcontract out some of the things that you don't do as well or that take you too long or that you don't enjoy. So, you know, if you really like designing the website, but you don't like coding it or turning it into an actual website, you could easily outsource that portion 
charge a little bit more than your subcontractor charges you, you keep part of the profit and you pass on a nice project to your client. I think you know, when Matt says it might be a little too early to be super prescriptive here, I, I one question I would have is where does most of your revenue come from? Like, do you do you have a certain kind of project that brings in most of your money? You know, do websites bring in most of your money? Does graphic design bring in most of your money or presentation design? Like what what really where would you say, I guess two questions. Where would you say most of the money comes from? And then also which projects do you personally enjoy the most? Um it's it varies. So some it, it, like in some months I'll just get website design, and right now I'm getting a lot of presentation design, and I'm also working on a whole brand project for someone, just yeah. like an individual agent. So it just it's like seasonal, it seems. <laughs> okay, but but even so, I so I totally get that. But even throwing that out the window, if you were just to lump yeah. all your projects together, like I know at certain times of the year, certain projects might bring you more. But is there, in terms of profitability of a project? Do you make more money versus the time you spend on a presentation than on a website? For example, you mentioned wanting to drop websites. Is that because it's not, you know, by the time you finally get it done? Basically, yeah, the websites definitely take more time. So I think that I've been considering taking that out for that reason because by the time they're finished and the time involved is just, it's just too much. So I think definitely outsourcing that if and when one comes in. You know, raising the rate and, and then just finding someone to help me build it would be, would be the way to go from this point. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com promo code FREELANCE or just click the link in our show description.
Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And that could be an easy first step into outsourcing, right? Or to subcontracting. Yes. You know, I, I, I'd be interested to hear Matt's take on this. But if it were me, if I were in this situation, I would do a really nice analysis on all the projects that I work on. And I would say, you know, the Pareto principle probably applies here. It's very likely that 80% of your revenue is coming from 20% of your projects. And without Matt and I, you know, looking at, at your numbers and your projects and your history, we don't know exactly what that is. But if it were me, I would run an analysis on my own and say, what 20% of my work is bringing me 80% of my revenue? Mm-hmm. And then I would focus on that 20%, you know, finding more clients in that space or finding more projects in that niche or whatever, like really focusing, doubling down on what's bringing in the most revenue. Then you won't feel quite as burned out because you'll be actually attracting the kinds of projects that will bring you more revenue per amount of effort that you put into them. I don't know, Matt, do you have a take? Yeah, I think, Preston, I think you're spot on there with the, you know, what you're saying and the questions that you're asking about, you know, what do you enjoy working on and also what's the most profitable? To me, my, my take on that was, even if the websites are more, and that's something that I do is web design and development, even if those are, they maybe earn more money if they're taking a lot of time and effort to do and you're just burnt out and it's not worth it by the time you're getting them done. You could raise your rates on that, but it sounds more like it's also coupled with not necessarily enjoying it. And mm, yeah. as someone who is has just recently started to outsource things for web design and development, you may be able to outsource that part of the project, but you're also adding a little complexity and some risk from a management perspective. Like you still have to deliver the whole project. So it sounds like maybe that's maybe that is something that you could consider you know, maybe getting rid of and not offering anymore and and focusing on some of the smaller things that you can turn around more quickly and and maybe do more of them. And maybe that's even coupled with raising your rates for that. It may be, it may be a few things. You might need to raise your rates a little bit and niche down a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it's definitely my heart's not in it and with the web design. It's just um, you know, it's a big ticket item. So I always thought I should include it, <laughs> but it. Um, but then <laughs> yeah. and then if I take that out and focus uh, just because I, I really love doing the marketing materials, it's something I enjoy, and then I think I could take it, take that and, and create the shop possibly, as far as templates. Mm, take take the work that you're doing and just create templates. So the so marketing so dip- material and create yeah. templates. Possibly, I'm weighing that option too. I'm just not. I either I go just more like luxury, more high-end, or go the route of just templates for more people, you know, on with some of those websites like Creative Market. Yeah. You know, if if uh, if I've done enough episodes of this show with Clay that I know if he were here, he'd say you could probably do both. Like you you could you could have a low-tier product offering, which is like you know, selling a $20 marketing template on Creative Market or something, right? But then you could also have your $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 clients on the high end who are maybe, you know, getting consulting services from you. Maybe they hire you on a recurring basis and they really just see you like as a member of their team, you know, and then and then there could be something maybe in the middle, which is maybe what you're doing a little more of right now is where a client sends you a job, you complete the job, you send it back. So, you know, there, there's benefit to having a variety of offerings, as long as it doesn't burn you out, of course. You know, there's, there's high risk of burnout, of course, in there. But if you can figure out like, like you're saying, off of a project that you're working on, if there's residual assets that they aren't using or something that, that you can utilize to then sell to, to other companies who don't want to hire a freelancer, 
but still need marketing design assets, that's definitely something that could you could double up the work and, and make a little bit more profit. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's all good advice, Preston. It does sound to me like you know you can create maybe a little bit more variety within the non-website um, offering and maybe maybe eliminating that. But as somebody, I just wanted to say that as somebody who's sort of made a lot of decisions, I guess based on gut feelings and from the heart and and where my energy's been, you know, I when I quote unquote you know kind of niche down and was a little more strategic and targeted with what I was offering, it was really because that's where I felt like I was the happiest putting in the energy. So there's, I think there's quite a bit to be said for that. So if your heart's not in it and they're just burning you out, like the amount of energy and happiness that you're going to be able to put into those, those other areas, um, those other offerings is going to be, I think that's going to pay dividends for you. So I think that if that's the case, then I would probably recommend doing that. And that's my experience in the past when I've had to shift because, you know, I've been doing this for so long that, I recognize this point. And so it's it, once I do it and, and just, you know, take the leap of faith, it always ends up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, you're able to focus on growing your business instead of the drudgery of, of getting a website project done, for example, or, you know, whatever, whatever's really not fun for you to work on. Like Matt's saying, don't underestimate, you know, the, the extra quality, the extra energy you're going to be able to put into these projects, which will allow you to charge more, which will get more satisfied customers, which will bring in more referrals. Like you're right. It, you, you already know this, right? You just need us to say, okay, then do it, right? Because you you yeah. already know, you take that leap of faith, like you said, and it, it'll pan out. Yes. My yeah. question, can I ask you guys a question? Of course, that's what yeah, we're here definitely. for. Definitely. So in regards to the templates, I see some people you know, go full on with the, you know, the creative market. There's some people on Etsy, but then mm-hmm. there's others, other designers that I love that just sell on their website and they're not a part of those other, mm-hmm. those other sites. What do you guys think about that? I mean, some people have, have a few templates on these sites and then they, they have some exclusive on their website. Do you think doing both is a good idea? Yeah, this is a really, really good question. I'm sure Matt will have some things to add. I have a few ideas to kick us off here. So I'm friends with uh, a guy by the name of Dustin Lee, and he has a course called Passive Income for Designers. We'll link that up in the show notes. And also, uh, we have a really great article on our website that I'll also link that talks about passive income for designers, you know, different options you can pursue in terms of passive income. But this question of like, where do I sell these creative assets, right? Do I sell them on Creative Market or do I sell them on or my own website? For me, it's, this is a fundamental marketing question. And, and marketing for me always comes back to audience and distribution. So you, you could... The, the advantage of selling on your website, on your own website, is that you obviously you get to keep more of the revenue, right? The disadvantage is you have to start from scratch, finding people who are interested in your work in the first place. And so if you already have a really great network of people just hungry to buy your stuff, then that is by far the best option because you keep the most revenue, you control the customer experience, you get all the customer data, uh, you can resell and upsell, and there's all sorts of advantages that way. Well, most people, the problem is most people don't have an audience like that. They don't have thousands of people just like waiting to see what you put out next and ready to click buy, right? And so that's why most designers go with a marketplace like Creative Market where they can upload things and then Creative Market will send their audience to those pages. Now, that 
is an oversimplification of how those markets work. Obviously, there's a lot of competition, even within markets like creative market where you have to apply to get in. There's still tons of competition. And so you have to set yourself apart, find ways to drive your own traffic to your creative market shop. You know, I'm not an expert on creative market, but the little bit that I have learned about it, they will work with you to improve basically your ranking for search if you can send people organically to the site. So you still, you know, need your own audience a little bit. You need people who are interested in your work. But fundamentally, this is a distribution issue, a marketing distribution issue. Like who can you talk to to make more sales? And then it's just a matter of, do I have enough people to talk to to just send in my own website? Or do I need, you know, the built-in audience of Creative Market or, uh, or, you know, the Envato marketplaces or whatever marketplace you choose to sell on? I don't know, Matt, do you have anything to add to that thought? Yeah. So I, two things. So the first part is that you know where where you sell, Preston. I think. I mean, I think the oversimplification that you just mentioned was was pretty spot on and, and probably helpful. I wanted to chime in and, and just say that I'm I'm sort of doing both a little bit. I'm selling my. I basically I host my products on Gumroad, which you know has the whole dis- the benefit of discoverability, and I'm getting it in front of more freelancers. But then the way that I'm selling them on my personal site is just essentially by embedding them more or less uh, in into my site. So I'm kind of getting I'm kind of getting both. Like I do have a lot of traffic going to my site, so I'm getting that, but then they're also actually hosted on Gumroad. So a little bit of a hybrid there. So that could be a, you know a possible option for you as well, at least as you get started. And then the other part was I'm I'd be curious to know more about if you're thinking of creating these these digital assets and resources for other freelancers or if it's for your clients. It sort of sounded like these things may be for your clients. So I, I'd, just, I'd be curious to clarify that before, before I keep going. They would be for the client. And generally, the client has someone helping them with the marketing. So they'll have like either an in-house designer or their own assistant that helps them. Okay, got it. So to me, yeah, so I think that's great. So to me, that my, my I know you can create those products sort of for any any level of client, whether they're you know, kind of like low budget or really high end. But my initial gut reaction was that creating something that's just sort of works out of the box or that can help get certain clients started may help you eliminate, uh, not eliminate, but have something to offer those lower budget clients that maybe aren't worth taking on as like a full yeah. client. You can sell them a product exactly, yeah. and sell them a product instead, get the, get some of their trust. They may come back to you with a bigger project later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like that, I feel like that could maybe help you handle the lower, the lower tiers. You can h- focus on on some of the more high end engagements, right? And and I've been considering having like say a template, a few templates, and saying, well, if you'd like me to tweak it, it's this price, it's right? Much more, yeah, that's a great custom, idea. Customization, yeah. There you go. Customization. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah. I think this is starting to sound to me like you're, you know, you take the take the website design off the table. Now you're focused on. It sounds like a much more specific area, and you can do what what you the other thing you were trying to do, which is create products for the clients that fit into that specific niche. So I, I think I think this is starting to gel pretty well in in my mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're productizing the services that you offer, right? So mm-hmm. uh, and on and on multiple levels. So it's like yeah. level one is well, if your budget is only you know not very much, then then I'm going to send you to Creative Marketer or I'm going to send you to my website to just download the product and good luck. And if you need help, come back, (laughs) (laughs) right? Version, you know, level two could be like, I have these pre-designed things, pick the ones you like and I'll customize them to match your business. 
Level three would be, you know, maybe I'm going to do a custom design for you or something. So now you have these different tiers in the same product. You capture revenue from multiple levels of potential clients, and you're not doing any of the work that you hate, the work that, that really brings you down. I don't know. What's what's resonating? What's What holes have we not identified, Christine? No, Where? this is helping a lot. I just honestly, just it's just so helpful just to bounce ideas around. It, it just yeah. helps um, me realize like, yes, this is definitely the way to go with the tiers, the, you know, the different levels. Cool. So no, this is great. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, perfect. We probably have maybe five minutes left here in our call. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to chat about? Um... What about, I don't know, any more marketing suggestions? I know I, I a few clients I, I work on a retainer. I've tried that. It's it's okay. But I think I think more of this tiered approach is definitely gonna work better. Yeah, and I think you could I think you could mix a tiered approach with recurring revenue. You know, we're big fans of recurring revenue mm-hmm. on this show. Um <laughs> we're always harping about it, but you know, there there could be a mix for sure. It's like every month I will design you for $500 a month, I will design you a new social media image every month or something, mm-hmm. right? And then since you're doing that work anyway for one client, then you spin it off to be a template for your other potential clients. Like I think there's a lot of synergy to be had between the different offerings. But I think I think you could still have repeat clients even with the tiered model and it, it could definitely work out with a little bit of uh, creative thinking and creative problem solving. I don't know. I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering you know I'm looking at your your website right now and I'm I'm wondering if you have you've been doing this for a long time presumably you have a, a pretty decent list of clients I'm wondering if the marketing angle at least initially is to like actually package this up and almost announce the change somehow like yeah. if you're like if you're not doing websites anymore and you're just focused on these things like maybe sort of turn that into like its own little mini marketing campaign and let people know oh, yeah. that this is mm-hmm. what you offer and and maybe reflect that on your site. Maybe you make the changes to the site, then you do an email blast or something. And I think that, you know, some people that are a lot newer to this that don't have all the years of experience that you do, that may not work for them. The client list may not be that long, but it sounds like you've worked with quite a few people. So that that I wonder if that could be something you could try. Definitely, yes. A lot of my clients come from re- referrals. So so definitely letting letting my client base know would be helpful. Another thing I wanted to mention as far as marketing that's worked for me, just just to let people know is Upwork. Once I changed my profile to be more specific, I got way more I get people approaching me through Upwork. Oh, I love that you I love that you shared that because so many freelancers get on Upwork and you know they'll they'll they think that it's better to cater to every possible project they could work on. Like you were saying, all the millions of different yes. things that you could offer as a designer, right? But what people want more often than not on Upwork, we've we've researched this quite a bit as we've been trying to help freelancers get jobs on Upwork and other places. You know, what they want more often than not is an expert. And so they they come to Upwork, yes, because they maybe want to find someone who's maybe a little bit cheaper than their local freelancer or something. But in reality, like they're willing to pay for expertise. And so mm-hmm. if... If Christine says, I do the best this, you know, I'm, I'm the best uh, graphic designer or for, you know, for financial and legal services or whatever. Like if Matt says, I'm the best UX UI web designer, 
that you can find, then yeah, people are willing to pay, in fact, a premium for that. And you do show up higher in searches mm-hmm. instead of like being a generalist. So thank you. For yeah, that, it's Christine. definitely changed um, to where now I'm getting invites, which I never did before. That's awesome. So I, th- and I think they yeah. have a thing on there now where you can offer a package of some sort for, uh, I forget the wording they used. So I might, I might just give yeah. that a try and just like say, okay, here's some tiers like through, through, through them. Cause some, some people are more low end than others. So it yeah, would be I mean, a good I little hook possibly. Yeah, definitely worth testing. And, yeah. and even if, like Matt was saying, even if they only take you up on your lowest offering, then you're at least building a client base that they might come back to you once you're a trusted, you know, a trusted source for them. They may come back to you with bigger projects. They, the idea is to move them up those tiers, right? So they get a little taste of you on tier one, then they want a little more with tier two, and then they want really expert help on tier three and they're willing to pay for it because now you've built the trust. But you haven't built all the trust for free. You've been collecting revenue in the meantime. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I agree with Preston. That's great. And I would just say, just me, I'm a big proponent of you know having your own portfolio website. And I, I've always really focused a lot on my portfolio site and yours looks really good. So I would say, make sure mm-hmm. that that... Make sure you just update. If you are going to do this, make sure you just have a plan for kind of updating that too. Because even if your, your work is coming from Upwork or some other site, and your portfolio website isn't the primary driver of the leads, I think some a lot of people will still check that. So just make sure that they're in sync you know, for when you, when you kind of make the change here. Okay. Any suggestions on my site that you think should be improved? Um, I, I mean, not anything terribly specific. I think it's, more, it's mostly about like what we were talking about on this call, kind of the, the services that you're offering. Just make sure that when you do refine the, that list of services and maybe, maybe some of the messaging, I haven't read through all of it, and the copywriting, just make sure that that all kind of coincides with what you're going to be offering moving forward just so that people aren't confused if they go to like validate you from Upwork, right? They go to your personal site just to check you out. Um, and then maybe there's a different different services there, right? And just, just, just keep them in sync. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I will say, you know, for anyone who wants to go look at your work, it definitely stands out. It's, it's, uh, it's quality work. You can tell you've been doing this for a long time. It's well, you know, well organized, well put together. So I think, you know, I think you're, you're bounds ahead of some of the people we've chatted with. I think... This maybe is a good next step to try out packaging some services together, identifying you know different tiers, and then getting rid of that stuff that really just just bogs you down and slows you down and makes you not want to not want to work. Um, right? Because yeah. we all we all <laughs> have stuff like that, or, right? You know, like the regret, like oh god, I shouldn't have taken this on. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 Honestly, like your work never comes out your best. You're never happy with it, and so then you don't want to put it in your portfolio, and it's just kind of a missed opportunity. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think 100 yeah, like, you have like stuff it. behind. I like your site design, by the way. I just want to Thank make sure. You. I wanted to make sure I said that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, looks really nice. Yeah, I get the next step will be just a whole page dedicated to like the tiers, the service because there's no service page. It's just a blurb. Mm. Yeah, that'll help a lot. That'll help yeah. a lot. Yeah, and, and let, maybe like capture some emails or maybe yep. a newsletter. I don't know. That yeah, way. definitely. I mean, you could even you could even go tier zero where they download some free templates, right? And then. Right. Um, that that like triggers like an font email recommendation. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then that triggers an email sequence where you say, "Hey, I noticed yesterday you downloaded these, you know, these templates. If you need any help with them, let me know. You know, my my company offers free cust or not free, sorry, uh, premium customizations of these templates or other templates. You know, you kind of get them into this like funnel system." You can start building up a, a nice distribution that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, and breaking breaking your website out into multiple pages is going to be good for SEO mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, that's true. So I think that's that could be an easy win. Okay. 
All right, Christine. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time today, but it has been uh, so fun brainstorming with you, chatting with you about your business. And I really do think, you know, I'm not just saying this, I really do think you're on your way and there's some, there's some uh, bright opportunity on the horizon here for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just, just to bounce ideas around is just so helpful. So yeah. thank you. And I, I just want to tell you, Preston, I love your website. I've been using it for a long time. Oh, thank just, you. That's just so... for reference, just to like, <laughs> if I have an issue with a client or a contract, it's just a really such a great resource. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you for saying that. That's so kind. You should also, uh, and freelancers listening, should also check out Matt's website, mattlepinski.com. He's starting to publish some really cool content for freelancers as well. So if you like Milo, like Christine does, you should definitely check out Matt's website. And thanks to Matt for joining us. Again, thanks to Christine for jumping on a call with us today. I really appreciate you both. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me here. I'm glad this was helpful, Christine. Definitely. Thank you both. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.